Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to another episode of this podcast called The Dictionary, where I am reading The Dictionary. Our first word for today, what is today? February 11th, I think? Yeah. Uh, The first word is ball, B-A-L-L. It is the second form of ball, and it is a transitive verb from 1658. We are at the top of page 94 for any of you who cares. Uh, Number one, to form or gather into a ball, as in balled the paper into a wad. And then you throw the paper into your garbage basket across the room, and you don't make a basket, and you feel terrible. Or you do make a basket, and you say, yay, two points. And then you go around... Uh, Then you go back to doing what you were doing. Number two is usually vulgar. To have sexual intercourse with. I feel like we are reading the Urban Dictionary. Um, Yeah, that's sometimes people say that, I guess. Okay, we do actually have some intransitive definitions. Uh, Number one, to form or gather into a ball. And number two, again, is usually vulgar. To engage in sexual intercourse. A much more proper way to say it. Now we have the third form of ball. It is a noun from circa 1639. One, a large formal gathering for social dancing. Number two, a very pleasant experience, a good time. As in, everyone had a ball at the wedding. Well, that's wonderful for them. I hope, I, well, no, they did have a good time. Okay, I was going to say I hope they had a good time, but they did. They had a ball. Uh, let's see, we, um, this is French, uh, from the French word bal, B-A-L, from Old French baler, which means to dance, from Latin balare, and from Greek balazine. Next we have ballad. This is a noun from uh, the 14th century, 1A, a narrative composition in rhythmic verse suitable for singing, 1B. An art song accompanying a traditional ballad. Number two, a simple song. And we have the synonym air, A-I-R. Number three, a popular song, especially a slow romantic or sentimental song. Uh, There are a lot of ballads out there, but I can't think of one for me to sing to you right now. Blah, 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 Balladic is an adjective. This is from Middle English, ballade or ballade something, which means ballad or song. It is from Middle French, uh, from the old Occitan or Occitan word ballada, which means dance uh, or song sung while dancing, from ballar, which means to dance, and from Latin ballare, which I think probably means to dance. <clears throat> and I think in Spanish, the word to dance uh, is bailar, B A I. L-A-R, if I remember correctly. Next, we have ballad, B-A-L-L-A-D-E. It is a noun from the 14th century. One, a fixed verse form consisting usually of three stanzas with recurrent rhymes. An envoy, uh, an envoy is E-N-V-O-I, and an identical refrain for each part. Number two, a musical composition usually for piano suggesting the epic ballad. And the etymology is similar to the one we read before, but shorter. Now we have balladeer. It is a noun from 1830, a singer of ballads. So earlier, I was a balladeer. Next we have balladist. 
It is a noun from 1848, a person who writes or sings ballads. So if you're singing ballads, you can be either a balladeer or a balladist. Who decides what word to use? Do you get to decide for yourself or does somebody get to, to decide for you? Next we have balladry. It is a noun from 1596. One, the composing or performing of ballads. And number two, we have the synonym ballads. Next, we have ballad stanza. Two words. It is a noun from 1856. A stanza consisting of four lines with the first and third lines unrhymed iambic tetrameters and the second and fourth lines rhymed iambic trimeters or trimeters, something like that. I've heard of iambic pentameter, which I guess is a five line something, um, but I don't think I've heard of iambic tetrameters. That must be four. Um, and then trimeters, or however you pronounce that, is three. Hmm, I have a lot to learn with poetry and such. Next, we have ball and socket joint. Uh, there are hyphens in ball and socket. This is a noun from 1809. One, a joint in which a ball moves within a socket so as to allow rotary motion in every direction within certain limits. Number two, an articulation, as the hip joint in which the rounded head of one bone fits into a cup-like cavity of the other and admits movement in any direction. So yeah, our hip joint would be a ball and socket. I think our shoulder is also a ball and socket. Uh, And there is a little black and white picture of a ball and socket joint, specifically the number one definition, uh, because the, the, uh, the things that are around the ball and socket joint don't look like bones. Uh, they're much more linear and more mechanically looking. Uh, they use these uh, joints a lot in stop-motion animation puppet armatures, uh, especially when they're machining one out of metal. Um, they'll use ball and socket joints, especially for hips and shoulders, uh, things like that, just like we use in our uh, real body, our real bones. excuse me okay now we have ballast it is uh, the first form it is a noun from 1530 one a heavy substance placed in such a way as to improve stability and control as of the draft of a ship or the buoyancy of a balloon or submarine number two something that gives stability as in character or conduct number three Gravel or broken stone laid in a railroad bed or used in making concrete. Number four, a device used to provide the starting voltage or to stabilize the current in a circuit as of a fluorescent lamp. In ballast is a phrase and it's uh, talking about a ship and that means having only ballast for a load, whatever that means. Uh, This is probably from LG. Is that lower German? Oh, see, we got to go back to that page. Where is it? LG. It is, yeah, it's low German. Not lower German, it's low German. Um, and where were we? Uh, so it is probably low German of Scandinavian origin, akin to Danish and SW, which I, su- I assume is Swiss, or actually, no, it's Swedish. What's Swiss? Is there a, a, where is the Swiss? There's so many abbreviations in this book. It's ridiculous. Anyway, we are going to just say that, what did we say? Swedish. Um, 
akin to Danish and Swedish word ballast, uh, which means ballast, perhaps akin to the Old English bear, which means bear, B-A-R-E, and to Old English heleist, H-A-H-L-A-E-S-T, which means load, or hladen, which means to load, and there's more at the word laid, L-A-D-E. Crazy etymology on that one. Now we have the second form of ballast. It is a verb from 1538. Uh, it's just a transitive verb. One, to ready, no, to steady or equip with or as if with ballast. Number two, to fill in as a railroad bed with ballast. And here we go with the last word of the episode. It is ball bearing. Two words. It is a noun from 1883. A bearing in which the journal turns upon loose, hardened steel balls that roll easily in a race. Also, one of the balls in such a bearing. I do not understand that first sentence. Uh, I mean, I understand what ball bearings are, but a bearing in which the journal... What's the journal? Turns upon loose, hardened steel balls. Uh, yeah, the balls are in the thing are loose, but what's a journal? Anyway, that was the last word. We are going to pick ball and socket joint as the words of the episode. And um, so if, if you're done with the dictionary portion of this episode, feel free to hit stop. Um, but I'm going to talk a little bit about my personal life. Um, at the time of recording, it's been a little over 24 hours uh, since my grandma passed away. Uh, she was 93 years old. Uh, she had a rough last three and a half years. She had suffered a stroke and uh, was confined to a wheelchair. Her left side was paralyzed. Um, as far as I know, fully paralyzed. Um, might as well have been fully paralyzed. She was very mentally with it up until about la- less than a week ago. And uh, it it was very, very frustrating for her and very frustrating for the rest of us to see her, you know, have have her wits still about her so well uh even at 93 and just physically couldn't couldn't do anything couldn't move around needed help with everything um but she was a truly truly amazing person uh she had a phrase that she would say i probably since her kids were little um you know my 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 dad and my aunts uh she said why can't everybody just be nice and I take that to heart. I, I may not have learned it consciously, but absolutely going from her to her kids and to then to their kids, uh, she taught us all very well to be kind to one another. Um, and so I pass that along to you. Uh, why can't everybody just be nice? I, I don't know how hard... I don't, I don't see why it's so hard. I, I just don't understand why there are still so many issues, why people can be so selfish and greedy and not respect their fellow humans and animals. And um, it's it's really just not that hard. Um, you know, you're, you, you might feel like you're the center of your world, your universe, which you are, obviously. We, we all, you know, we all live with ourselves every day. But um, it, there's a whole world out there and whether you experience it or not um, you need to respect everybody around you and give as much as you can and be nice to everybody when you can and I feel like don't be quite so self-centered um, so I just want to say um, you know my heart goes out um, 
to. I, I, I hope in whatever afterlife there is, my grandma is doing well. I know she's not suffering anymore, and that's huge. Um, I want to uh, thank my family who was able to spend a lot of time with her over the last the last five or so days. The short story is we think she had another stroke. She was essentially unresponsive after that. And, uh, and then, you know, on hospice, no food, no water, and it's just inevitable at that point because there's no coming back from that. Uh, so um, it's, it's been an interesting time. It's been an interesting few weeks for me personally between that and my foot injury. Um, and uh, so I'm, I think now that that's done, my foot is all but healed. Um, and uh, things, things, are, things are changing. Things are evolving. I can, I can feel there's a, a change in the air. Anyway, sorry for that sort of downer note, um, but, I, you know, it's something I just felt like I wanted to talk about a little bit for any of you who care about my personal life. Um, anyway, that is it. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.